you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the California Underground Podcast. I'm very excited to have Sharon here from Let Them Breathe Organization. Um, this has been a podcast that we've been trying to get going for a couple of weeks now, so I'm glad we finally got it going. Uh, both of us had busy schedules, but we were able to finally nail down uh, a date, and today is the day, so everyone tune in. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and I guess I'll just start it off with introducing yourself, Sharon, talk about the organization, what the purpose of it is, what motivated you to get started, and we'll, we'll start off there. Sounds good. Yeah, so I'm Sharon McKeeman, and I'm a mom of four. I founded Let Them Breathe just at the end of March, right after our schools reopened. So it hasn't been that long, and we have just grown exponentially because there's so many parents that are so concerned about you know, this issue of, of masking our kids. And uh, I have a background in, uh, I'm a storyteller, basically. So I'm, I'm a writer and a photographer, uh, an educator. I've got some uh, experience in branding. And, and so I just took all of those uh, things and, and I'm just trying to tell the story of our kids and, and how they're being, you know, really, they're really suffering being masked. And, and that, we're trying to tell a positive story, right? Because people are getting so divisive and any numbers you can argue over, but it's really difficult to argue with smiles. And we all know that our kids are cute and they need to smile. And that's something that is important. It's not a small thing for them to have their faces covered. And so that's what we're doing. And we are seeing some, some progress, uh, mainly just in the community mobilizing, people actually being able to talk about this, realizing they're not going to just be told they're dangerous or selfish if they talk about taking masks off kids. But then also um, uh, we've had a lot of, you know, the media is starting, even the mainstream media is starting to talk about it. And, and behind the scenes, when we talk to the media, we're hearing that these reporters, as they see what's going on, are they're really concerned as well. So, uh we have a lot of things going. We're, we're doing a lot of advocacy and, and hopefully some of that advocacy starts paying off. But in the end, we're also going to sue the state of California to hopefully just get rid of the mask mandates uh, for all students. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. So what was the event? I'm sure you could probably pinpoint a moment where you just kind of threw up your hands and said, I'm, I'm going to do something. Was there one particular event or something in your mind that said, I feel like I have to get off the sidelines. I have to get into the game and start doing something. Well, <laughs> I I was never on the sidelines in that I am medically unable to wear a mask. And so I have not worn a mask this whole time. And even to, you know, in the middle of the pandemic when nobody had vaccines, I was fl- I flew across country without a mask on. It was a little bit of a struggle, just making sure that everything got documented. And, uh, you know, I had to talk to a doctor over the phone at the airport and it was just crazy. But uh, I haven't. And then I have one son who has a medical exemption and he's the only kid in his school that is has, you know, barefaced nudity going on. Uh, And then I've got 
two other kids that are older and, and they, it's been kind of back and forth with them as far as masks. But basically over the past, now it's like a year and a half, right? Uh, I went through so much harassment and discrimination. I just, I can't even, I can't even really believe how I survived it. Uh, every single day was just a battle just to try to get groceries, just to do the basics. And you can't just order everything online. And I think at the start, I, I tried to, okay, well, see if I can order online. And very early on, it was just like, no, I'm going to keep living my life. I'm not going to stay in my home indefinitely just because I'm not able to wear a mask. And then I was very involved in the school reopening uh, efforts. And so that it was basically just a waiting game. I couldn't be a spokesperson for reopening schools and a spokesperson for mask choice at the same time. That wouldn't have gone very well. So as soon as the schools reopened and we won our battle there, I founded Let Them Breathe. So it was I was just kind of waiting to be able to address that issue. Great. And so uh, one reason that we, we've sort of been having a conflict is you were really busy with this event called uh, Smile Fest last week. Yeah. Um, it was held at Mission Church and you had a whole bunch of guests and you gave out awards. Uh, so how did it go? How was the turnout for Smile Fest? It was great. It was really great, especially in July when a lot of people, there were so many people that wanted to be there, but they were on vacation or had different things already planned. Uh, but we filled up the church. There were hundreds of people there. And we had some really powerful, I, I told everyone, it's it's going to be the who's who of the revolutionaries, <laughs> all the all the rebels and, and people that have been really just fighting for our rights were there. So we started off with Supervisor Jim Desmond, uh, which if anyone has been tuning into the local news here in San Diego County, he really... Um, He's always been on our side, but I like to think SmileFest gave him a little extra inspiration and, and he went and proposed a, a motion to the board uh, that they would advocate to the, the state for mask choice, which of course he got voted down by some other supervisors. We weren't surprised by that, but he started off with just such an inspirational speech and then was followed up with um, one of the founders of Let Them Play and uh, David Chittick of the coffee company here. They've been open the whole time, no masks, even on employees. Uh, and then Mike Slater of the Mike Slater show was on there. Just so many people, I can't name them all, but like literally every speech was just like, that was a mic drop. Like we could have just listened to that and, and gone away, just really inspired and motivated. It was just a lot of power in, in one spot. And then in the afternoon, we had some panels and we had an education panel that went all the way from homeschoolers through to a school board uh, trustee that is getting, uh, they're trying to recall, the unions are trying to recall him because of his uh, stance on um, mask choice and reopening schools. And then uh, we had a legal panel where we heard from our attorneys and some other advocacy groups, Reopen San Diego was there. So it was, it was really good and informative. And then the kids did all the things kids can't do when they have masks on. They blew bubbles and they face painted and they ate lots of donuts and it was a good time. Awesome. Yeah. I, I've it's uh, I posted something the other day on Instagram about supervisor Jim Desmond. And I, I said something to the fact of like, try for everybody in California, try and elect more Jim Desmond's right? to your County supervisors yeah. Um, because this past year you've seen people 
I don't think before COVID, I doubt many people knew who their county supervisors were. And then even, afterwards, I didn't even really know there was a county board of supervisors, uh, which I know is, is really embarrassing to say. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. Didn't yeah, I think people. a lot of people just assume they were like some far off entity, like part time thing, but they're they're a full time job and they have enormous power over yeah. what happens in your county. I think you're starting to see it all over California. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely one of the warriors that uh, we need a lot more of people like him in uh, California and especially up and down with all the different supervisors and what's going on. Um, so speaking of like county supervisors, uh, new news that just dropped today, which was LA is going back to indoor masking. Um, what were your, what are your thoughts on them going backwards towards indoor masking? It's, it's just kind of sickening, but at the same time, it's not surprising. Right. I, I think any of us that are really clued into what's going on here when these things happen, we're not we're not surprised, right? We we knew, okay, in the fall. I I think the only thing I was surprised was that it happened during the summer. I thought like in the fall there's gonna be variants and surges and and so yeah, I guess I I am surprised sometimes like just how far they overstep their bounds. Uh, I thought, you know, okay, we're, everyone's kind of getting a breather, the the adults are gonna get lulled into everything's okay. And I, I thought we were gonna really have to fight for, hey, remember the kids, remember that in the fall, they're still going to be masked. And there's a certain aspect of that. A lot of people just don't realize that, but there's a lot of parents that are paying attention. They understand what's going on. Uh, but I was, I was surprised that they're already locking things back down. Um, and I think we're going to see it get a lot worse in the fall. I, I don't think this is the end of the, you know, backtracking. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's sad to think that there was a possibility or there definitely is now a possibility of going words on a lot of this stuff. Um, and I, I think there's this misconception. You just touched upon it. Like people thought June 15th was the magical opening day and everything would be wide open again. Um, and then I heard Jim Desmond say at, at a county meeting that the children are the, why are the children the last ones to, be rid of the whole mask mandate, especially in schools. Uh, California has kind of, for some reason, bucked the CDC and said, nope, everyone's going to have to wear masks regardless of vaccination status. Um, and that's basically their stance right now. It seems like California is now not listening to the CDC anymore. So, Well, they've done this before because the CDC said that they recommended three feet all of these experts were saying the kids just need to be back in school, even if you can't get three feet. And then California was like four feet. That's the number four feet. COVID mm -hmm. can't travel any, you know, if you're four feet apart, you're safe, which it's. And so that was part of our, the lawsuit. I was, I was part of that lawsuit as well. Uh, just telling the judge that's a completely arbitrary number. It's like, they just picked it out of a hat. Right. And mm -hmm. on the other side, our kids do have a right to an in-person education. So uh, they've, they've done that before. The funny thing is I had a lot of a lot of media requests as soon as that came out. Uh, I had people calling and saying, oh, aren't you thrilled about the CDC's requirements? No, I'm not thrilled. It's medical segregation. Why would I be thrilled? Uh, and then, you know, then as soon as CDPH said that they were going to be more restrictive, it was, are you shocked? No, I'm not shocked. California is always dead last. They're always more restrictive. And then at the same time, 
I did have to say, well, there is one thing that I actually agree with the CDPH on, and it's the first time that I think Let Them Breathe can say we align with CDPH on something, which is that uh, I went on Fox and Friends and, and told them this, actually, that we agree that no child should be singled out. Dr. Golly put out this statement that the reason they're going to keep masks on everybody is no child should be singled out based on their vaccination status. They should all be treated the same. Yeah, we completely agree with that. What we disagree with is how they're implementing it, that treat all kids the same by letting all kids make their own choices. Um, so, yeah, it's and it's been a crazy week because they're being more restrictive than the CDC. They came out on Monday with their actual guidelines and said, we're going to bar students from campus if they don't wear a mask. And everyone's shocked and outraged. And for those of us that have been really involved in this, we're going, there's nothing different. They're just stating what they've been saying all year. I have had parents all year reaching out to me, their kids take their masks off and they get sent to the principal's office or the nurse's office. And the parents are called and told that they have to come pick their kids up. But the interesting thing was uh, they actually, within just a few hours, started walking that back. And our legal team said, well, it's because they put out this statement and they probably didn't even really talk to their legal team about it because it actually goes against their own education code. Section 48900 says that K through eight students uh, can only be expelled or uh, suspended for willful acts of defiance if they fall in these certain categories and unmasking is not one of those categories. So we're now educating parents that their K through eight students can't get kicked out of school over not wearing a mask. Uh, which is why then the very next day uh, CDPH came out and said, okay, we're going to leave it up to the schools. Well, a lot of people thought now there's no mandate. It's just up to the schools. That's not the case. We still have to sue them because there is still a mandate and no kid should have to go against the rules. But what's happening is CDPH has basically acknowledged that they can't enforce their own rule. So they're leaving it up to the school districts to enforce it. And the school districts don't really have a way to enforce it either because they have to align with the education code. They can say, okay, well, your kid isn't wearing a mask. They better go to distance learning. But if that elementary or middle school kid comes back on campus, my understanding is they can't really do anything punitive if the kid walks on campus without a mask to go to their class. High school is a different story. They don't have the same protections under uh, the education code. But it's literally just been like day by day of just absolute, they're just a hot mess and uh, <laughs> trying to, I think, get themselves out at least, I don't know. I don't think they're even trying to sound logical anymore, uh, but th they're not even aligning with their own guidance, basically. So I, I think that's a perfect segue into the next question I was going to ask you if you want to go into more detail. Uh, you have initiated a lawsuit. Uh Asking for support for the lawsuit. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What's the like main gist of the lawsuit? Like, what are you alleging in this lawsuit that they've done wrong and that you're trying to get them to do? So it's similar to the school reopening lawsuit that I was a part of. Excuse me. Um, there was a parent group that we'd been advocating for schools to reopen and uh, they weren't opening. We, and so it was like, okay, we're, they're not following the law or the science. So we're going to have to actually move forward with the lawsuit. And so that lawsuit basically, like I said, was about the restrictions being arbitrary and the kids having a right 
to not just an in-person education, but a quality, effective in-person education. So this will be similar. The the res- the masking restrictions, it's not just about masking. The, the lawsuit will cover uh, asymptomatic testing and close contact quarantines. And at this point, now that adults can get vaccinated, we know that kids are not at high risk from COVID. We know that they're not super spreaders. You know, those restrictions are arbitrary. They're not effective. They're not necessary. And there's no long-term studies proving that any of it is safe for children. So, and we are starting to see that it's actually damaging kids. We're seeing the actual documented, the, the learning loss, the mental health issues, uh, even starting to see actual physical ramification, physical health ramifications. So that's all one part of it. And then the other part of it is just that kids do have a right under the California state constitution to have a qual. Uh, you know, in-person education. And in the other lawsuit, this is really funny. (laughs) I listened to the whole hearing and it was amazing to hear our attorneys just lay out the argument and and feel so validated in what we've been seeing as parents all year, but hear it presented legally. And then this was the state's counter argument. And I I just was shocked that this was their counter argument that yes, they agreed that distance learning was very inferior to in-person education, but that the California state constitution didn't, didn't uh, guarantee a quality or the best, you know, education possible. It just guarantees some kind of education. <laughs> and the judge was mm-hmm. very, I mean, it, she didn't wait until her ruling to just say right there in the hearing that no, actually the kids probably are actually, they're supposed to have a, a good education, not a bad education. Um, and then the other thing that the state tried to say was, well, there was a case in LA where it was ruled that outdoor dining wasn't a constitutional right. And it was argued over rational basis. And I think that the ruling wasn't favorable to, to people having that freedom. And so they were trying to uh, uh, basically align that with, with what we were doing with school reopening. And, and the judge said that, well, an education is a little bit different than going out to eat. It actually is a constitutional issue. So we're hoping that that's addressed. Uh, the actual constitutionality of it, but regardless, just looking at the arbitrary, the ineffectiveness versus the damage that's doing to our kids. And I'm not an attorney, so, you know, our, I don't know all of the details, but that's my understanding of it. And I think the, the other thing we're trying to do is, is just really educate, uh, we're raising funds for this lawsuit because the mandate needs to go away completely. And if people go to our website, they can find our legal fund. People have been very generous to help. This is totally grassroots and and we're making it happen. But then the other thing is we're helping educate families because if one kid goes to school without a mask on, it's easy to just send them home or make them sit in the nurse's office. If you have even five kids in one school, much less 10, 15, 20 50 kids, it becomes a logistical nightmare. And so we're hoping that, first of all, a lot of these school districts, uh, I just interviewed Kevin Kiley yesterday, and and he's one of his tweets was that he hopes that the way schools basically enforce is they just put the rule up and then that's it. Um, so we're advocating to school districts to do that. And then if they don't, um, we are, we're just hoping and helping families come together in our community because if 10 kids go into school together and they take their mask off, I, I guarantee you that school is going to start putting pressure on the state that they need to have mask choice because it becomes a logistical issue. And all of those points of pressure 
come together uh, because the state, I think, will be much less likely to keep fighting us on this lawsuit. We hope that they would just pretty quickly settle or, or get a favorable ruling if they're having a lot of pressure from these other angles as well. Yeah, so uh, for the audio listeners later, they won't see this, but I have put up on the screen the page. I, I'm assuming this is the page I found on your yep, website. Uh, Let them breathe. Uh, and also, this is the letthembreathe.net. If you got anybody else wants to go see and check out more information there, but you can go to donate and you can for our, let me see. Oh, here we go. If you are uh, inclined to do so. So anybody who is watching, if you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with Sharon, uh, please go ahead and put them in the chat. Uh, I have some questions from Instagram we can get to, but uh, yeah, th that's something that I talked about on a live, I think a couple of weeks ago, this idea that there's a lot of rights in the California constitution that I don't think people realize. They just always think like constitutional and they think the U S constitution, but then yeah. most people were surprised that there is actually a right to quality education in the California constitution. Um, and I, I was approached by some people about the school reopenings. And I said, yeah, there's probably a good argument for the, quality of education. It hasn't really been defined yet, but um, there's probably a good argument that sitting and facing a laptop is not quality education. So, yeah. Well, I think another thing that's just interesting, you brought up the board of supervisors meeting. So after the board of supervisors voted down to even send a letter to the state saying that, that we think, you know, that the supervisors would think that the kids should have mask choice. Uh, I went in there the next day and I shared with them how I felt about that and just that they were they were voting to keep our kids suffering and that Supervisor Desmond had stood up for our kids and they talked about the collective good. And we're here as parents for our children's good. And something that was really striking to me is that I'm giving this speech in a room that's full of adults without masks on and there's no social distancing mm -hmm. and I get it like Maybe a lot of them have been vaccinated, but our kids, we know they're not super spreaders. And even if they do spread it, if the adults are vaccinated, if the vaccine works, then we don't need to be worried about it. And if the vaccine doesn't work, then why would it, we be giving it to our kids anyway? So I think, um, you know, that's just something really important for people to realize that the adults are getting back to normal, but our kids are on campuses that even parents can't even access the campuses still because of all the COVID restrictions. And, and, uh, but yeah, that, that video is on both supervisor Desmond's uh, Instagram and his Facebook. So it'd be awesome if people want to go and, and just show them some support. They'll see my face and they'll let them breathe shirt. And we've been sharing it and just trying to let them know that we support what he's doing. And then also hold those other supervisors accountable because uh, anytime someone stands up and, and does the right thing in this, we really need to be there for them. And it's, it's crazy to me that standing up for just basic constitutional rights would be so revolutionary at this point that it, we would really need to fight to get that message out. But that's the, that's where we're at. So you've started uh, and speaking about getting your word out, you started a podcast recently um, and we were talking before we hopped on the show, how different platforms are like a little bit more forgiving. And I was saying how like audio podcasts are a little bit more forgiving. Um, 
but like YouTube is not forgiving when you want to talk about this stuff. It's like, even if you just bring up the word, they're probably already stamping you right yeah, now. Uh, with I'm medical sorry, information. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have so, said that word. I'm so sorry. No, nah, it, it's fine. Like, it's going to cut right in the middle. So it's just going to, we're just going to get shut it's down. It's just going to go, it's just going to go black or, well, I'm sure somebody will just bust down my door and come and take me away soon anyway. So, um, oh, man. but yeah, you've had the troubles with that as well. Like you like trying yeah. to get YouTube videos up or stuff. And that's, it's really hard yeah. to get your word out because yeah. the stuff you're advocating for social media platforms are like, Nope, we're not going to listen to you. And you're, you're obviously one of those crazy medical misinformation people. Yeah. Um, so we can't trust you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like we had our first march, we had hundreds of people that marched from Oceanside to Carlsbad. And we didn't, there was, there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of information in this video. It was mainly just people marching. And I put it up on YouTube and it was literally down within like two minutes. And so then I, I put it up on Vimeo. Our Vimeo channel stayed up until we were on Fox and Friends. And then we started getting a lot more trolls, <laughs> I think, from just kind of that attention there. And that week, our Vimeo channel was taken down. Uh, well, all the videos on it were. But the thing that was really crazy is I think the reason that, that people came to the Vimeo channel is we had this little kid, Brady, who was just so cute. And there's about 20 seconds of him just saying that when he's in a mask, he feels like he can't breathe. And he's just a kid. Why does he have to wear a mask? I think that video is still up on our Instagram. So people can check it out there. But uh, it was taken down and it said, and there was no adults talking, nothing else mentioned, just this kid. And it said that it was for information that could cause serious public harm. That's why it was taken down. And it was just crazy to me. And then the whole rest, all the rest of our videos, I think that kind of flagged us and those were all taken down. Uh, so we're working on getting them up on, on rumble or something like that. But yeah, anytime I've done a Facebook live, they haven't been taken down, but I've gotten shadow banned to where for a few weeks, yeah. all things step up and people just can't see it. So Facebook is kind of our way people learn about us and they come in um, and, and hear about us. And in Instagram, we're still being able to put some stuff up. We, we do try to stay away from words like the V word that I just so recklessly threw all over your program. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we started the radio program because I just feel like it's still a somewhat free place and especially mm -hmm. the, the and we're on they're all very like-minded and so our, our programs hold fast stay true and we're, we're trying to to hold fast and stay true to our course but the funny thing is I feel like none of us really know exactly what our course should be right now so we're just talking to a lot of leaders and being really curious and trying to teach people how to think for themselves to even figure out what that course should be uh, and we're working right now on pretty soon here the first few shows will all start populating on all the podcast platforms so That'll be, that'll be exciting. Awesome. And you'll yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> frontier. I'm hoping that they, they don't come after uh, audio podcasts. It seems like they're just trying to every platform that you're going for. They, uh, for some reason, that they're, well, I can understand why when you see someone like Candace Owens hops on her live and just turns on her camera and she gets like 200,000 views, which is yeah. more than like Brian Stelter gets. Um, I can see why they want to start silencing or like getting rid of any of those points of view. 
Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Instagram and social media platforms, I had uh, some people send in questions for you uh, before the show. So if you're open to it, I'll ask you a couple of these questions. Sure. Um, let's see. First question, I guess this is a pretty pretty good one to start off with. How do we fight our school boards? I feel hopeless as a working parent. Well, first of all, I know that feeling of feeling hopeless. Uh, we had been fighting for school reopening and my kids were not, one of my kids especially was really struggling. Like I literally wasn't sure if he was going to make it through COVID, the pandemic, but it wasn't due to COVID. It was due to the restrictions. And I remember just getting to this place that just felt so hopeless. And that was then right before we actually had everything come through to fund and, and uh, file this lawsuit. And then after that, we, things pretty quickly at least moved in the right direction. And so what I've learned from that is every time it feels really dark and it feels hopeless is normally right before there's going to be some type of breakthrough. And I've really seen that with Let Them Breathe. Every single time there's a week that just feels like, why am I doing this? Or there's just tons of resistance and, and things being thrown my way. It's always right before there's going to be some kind of progress or some kind of awakening. Uh, so that's one thing. And, and the other thing is right now, we shouldn't actually be fighting our school boards. And that's one thing we're trying to educate everyone on is that right now, we want to advocate and partner with our school boards because a lot of them, they want to do their jobs. The superintendents and the school boards, a lot of them are tired of the state kind of just taking all of their power away. And so we want to say, advocate with us to the state and say, this is your job. You should get local control back and then, you know, do what's in the kid's best interest and offer mask choice because really their lives are easier if they move into mask choice, like their lives are not easy right now with all of this masking. It's, it's just a nightmare. Most educators are realized. I mean, there's some that are very in step with the union, but there's a lot of educators that just realize this is bad for kids. Um, so we are actually tonight, I'm going to be working very hard after I get off this to, uh, and it'll either go out late tonight or, or probably first thing in the morning. We have a advocacy packet that has been all of our templates, all of our, uh, you know, our main like letters and templates and that kind of thing are prepared by our attorneys. So some people may grab something off the internet, think it's fantastic, but if they send it to a school board, their account, legal counsel knows it holds no weight. But with everything we send out, it's prepared by our attorneys. And so they'll get a template to send to their school board over email, or they can use it as a call-in comment, or actually now a lot of people it's in person, they could take it and, and read it or memorize it. And, uh, and then the other part of that is there's going to be a resolution included. And so there's a lot of boards and school districts that are starting to consider these resolutions. Some of them are being passed. And when they do, what that says is that they stand with us in with us uh, in mask choice. And they're telling the state that, and then it also says that when either the state revises or we win the lawsuit, they will not be more restrictive than the state. And now what we're seeing is that there are some school districts and, and charter schools that are saying, okay, the state hasn't given us any way to enforce this. And they're saying enforcement is up to us. So we're not going to enforce. So we're trying to partner with them 
And the, the best way for people to be able to connect with that is to go to our website and then to click the join us button and get on our newsletter. Because like we were just talking about censorship, we can't put any of those templates up on Facebook. Uh, we're not even really wanting to put it up on the, the website. We're trying to make sure that goes straight to the inbox of people that want to connect with it. So it's not trolled. So it's not um, taken down and censored. And so that's super important being on the on the newsletter and then uh, just realizing that we can do this if we come together. And so probably like this early next week by Monday or Tuesday, we are going to be rolling out. We have a guy hard at work right now who's brilliant with with all things technical and he is building a forum in our website where people will be able to join that forum on the Let Them Breathe website. They put in their zip code and it will automatically put them, uh, direct them to the message board for their school district so that they'll, they'll be, you know, a large forum for everything, let them breathe. And that'll be a great backup in case Facebook does uh, try to deplatform us at some time. Then there'll be subsections for count each county. So then they can mobilize to go to County Board of Supervisors. And then there'll be one for each school district. So anyone who wants to meet up with other uh, mask, mask choice, let them breathers in their school district can. And the other aspect of that as well is we kind of have plug and play school board rallies for everyone. Uh, so on our website, there's a shop. They can go and order a sign and a T-shirt, be a walking rally. And then uh, something that you can share maybe in the comments or whatever, if they email advocacy at letthembreathe.net, uh, that team member will help them as far as getting these resolutions on their uh, board's agenda. How do they advocate? And if they email activism at letthembreathe.net, that team member they can literally just send Joe's name. They can send Joe his their uh, date, time, and location of their next school board meeting. He already has a Let Them Breathe flyer. They'll pop it in there, send it out to them, and then they've already have this eye-catching flyer to hand out, put on their social media. And the great thing is when we see Let Them Breathe and these smiley faces, I don't know if you can see it here on my shirt and the sign back there, it just shows everyone that we're not just a couple parents. We are this huge movement. And they're not going to be able to withstand all these mama and papa bears because we're coming together. Or as I like to call them, I call them the BAMs, which is badass moms. So I like that. That's BAMs are, are, <laughs> That's really yeah, they're, they're out there. They're starting the revolution. So watch out for BAMs. Yeah. Um, so follow-up question that somebody asked, what about private schools? Will kids have to wear masks? I think you kind of touched upon that, but if you just kind of want to reiterate specifically what you know about private schools so far. Yeah. So with private and charter schools, anywhere that is state funded or state licensed still follows under the state guidance. Uh, and then there's also like the insurance factor. And I don't I'm not totally clear on that. So I'm not going to go into that. Um, I think our legal team is kind of looking into that aspect of it because I know people are also getting kind of threatened with their the insurance issue. Uh, but it does follow under the state guidance. But what we're seeing is that Again, the state's guidance doesn't have a lot of teeth for enforcement due to their own education code, which means that uh, a private school, if they were to not be enforcing, I, you know, that's what we're hoping for is the same thing. A, a private school might be even easier to partner with than a school board because you're not dealing with, I, I think you're not doing dealing with 
teachers unions in, in quite the same way there. So I know with the, the charter schools, our charter school, um, one of the large ones in the area, the director is really pro mask choice. There's not a teachers union involved. And so I'm, I'm hoping that that really moves in the right direction more quickly. Uh, but again, they're all still under the state guidance, which is why the lawsuit is needed because no school should be having to navigate all this. Kids should not be having to break rules. We need to get rid of this ridiculous mandate and let everybody go back to normal. Perfectly said. Uh, somebody said, can yard signs be shipped? Yes, just go to our website. Uh, the best way to do it is to buy one of the larger packs because the shipping for a single yard sign, there's just no way around it because it's this weird size is expensive. Uh, but if they get one of the larger packs, one person can order them, have all your friends Venmo you, you pass them out. That's the best way to do it. And there's also T-shirts awesome. on the, the website as well. Um, and I will said, say, do you have a I will say yeah, the yard signs really make a difference because with school reopening, we noticed initially there's people that they all feel the same way, but they're scared to speak up because they've spent so long having people saying, you're dangerous, you're selfish if you want your kids to go to school. But as soon as you start seeing those yard signs pop up around your neighborhood, it lets you know, oh, there's other people that feel this way. And the reality of it is we're selfish if we try to use our kids uh, to keep us safe. We're supposed to keep our kids safe. Right. So, and, and we're, mm -hmm. we're dangerous if we don't have empathy for what our kids are going through. So the fact that these signs have smiley faces, it really is helping to flip that narrative. And we just had a sign, a local sign pickup and it was so exciting because there was all these people in my actual neighborhood coming by and I'm like, I'm going to start driving around and I'm not going to be able to go down a single street without seeing a smiley face, which is really, really exciting. <laughs> That is, that's really cool. Uh, once you start to see sort of like the effects and how many people join up and speak up. Um, what was the next question? Uh, somebody said, do you have a chapter in Newport beach, but you're sort of a statewide organization as you are, right? We are statewide. And so that's why they're not necessarily chapters, but that's what I was just kind of outlining. If they come to our website, get on the newsletter. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, jump into those uh, groups that we already have going on. But early next week is when we'll be launching that functionality on the website. And the newsletter is the way to hear that that's launching. Uh, and they'll be able to go put in their zip code and they'll have access to a forum with other Newport uh, people. And so that's how they'll be able to connect there. Uh, one thing, I don't know if everyone's familiar with Let Them Play, but one thing that they did that was really good is they really stayed cohesive as a statewide group. And so we're trying to do that, but we also want to give people that way to connect with the people in their local area, because with Let Them Play, you had there was only one CIF and the only one state, right? But we have all of these different school districts. And right now our main argument is with the state where we're trying to advocate to the school districts. So they're going to have a way to do that next week. Um, and that should really be super helpful. Cool. So anyone who is listening or watching, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, that's all the questions I have. And we're about 40 minutes. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. You're a very busy uh, lady. You're very busy, bam. Um, so I don't <laughs> want to take up. It sounds like you have a lot of stuff going on. Um, so anybody, like I said, if you want to learn more about it, go to letthembreathe.net. You can also donate to the lawsuit fund as well. 
Uh, is there any final thoughts or anything I didn't plug uh, that could help you out and get your word out? I think the biggest thing is just make sure that they connect on, on, you know, connect on the newsletter. That's the biggest way to make sure that we can get everything to you. And, and these other things that we're rolling out, we don't want to be governed by the Facebook thought police. Uh, we don't want different platforms taking down our stuff. So we're trying to make as much of it live outside of Facebook as possible. But, you know, the Facebook group is a great way to share it with your friends, get the message out there. Hopefully, I'd love to have you on the the radio show and podcast here sometime soon. That's a really good way to just get our get our message out there without having to worry about any 1984 shenanigans on Facebook. So um, and I'm just grateful to you and and your audience, you know, everybody that's listening to you to to just share the share the info and and come together and help. We want to see all our kids smiling. <laughs> Lots of smiles. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. Uh, yeah. Get rid of all of it. Um, and I look forward to being on your podcast awesome. someday soon. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds Thanks. Good. Everybody Thanks else. So talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of California Underground. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe, like, and review it. And follow California Underground on social media for updates as to when new episodes are available. 